Welcome to the Nat Theo Podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm your host, Erin Lynham. I'm a certified master naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word and His created world with you. What is one of the first things you do when you wake up? Often, the very first thing we do is open our eyes. And sometimes, if you're like me, you may want to close your eyes and go back to sleep for a while. But from the time we wake up and start our day until we go back to sleep at night, our eyes are hard at work. Eyes are very complex. What does that mean? Well, complex means that they are the opposite of simple. And we definitely see that in the created world. Today, we are exploring some creatures that God made with very fascinating eyes. Here's our trail map. We are going to look at how many eyes do insects have? And this is a fun question. Do snakes wear glasses? And how do chameleons move their eyes in two different directions? And finally, How can we protect our eyes to see everything that is good, beautiful, and true? Before we begin, I have a trivia question for you. What animal has the best farsighted vision or what animal can see the farthest? Take a guess and we will find out at the end of today's episode. Have you ever heard anyone say, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in that room. It's kind of a funny thing to say, right? I mean, who wants to be a fly? It would be kind of cool to be able to fly around in the air, but I would not want to be a fly in a kitchen with someone with a fly swatter chasing me around. So what does it mean when someone says they want to be a fly on the wall in a room? I once said this myself. It was on a day when I knew that a publishing company that makes books was having a meeting to decide whether they wanted to publish my first book. I had worked so hard and I wanted them to offer me a contract to publish my book, but I was states away and I couldn't know what they were saying. And I was so Curious. Oh, how I wished I could be a fly on the wall of that meeting room. You see, flies can often hang around unnoticed. They're tiny. Not only that, but they have incredible vision. So when someone says they want to be a fly on the wall in that room, it basically means this. I wish I could be a quiet observer with no one noticing I'm there and watching everything unfold. Maybe if your parents or caregivers are having a conversation about your next vacation or what to get you for Christmas, you wish you could be a fly on the wall listening in. Flies can take in a lot of information because God designed them with incredible eyes. Flies have what are called compound eyes. What does compound mean? It technically means something made out of two or more parts elements, 
or ingredients. Take a birthday cake. A cake is compound because it has several ingredients, including flour, sugar, eggs, baking powder, salt, vanilla to name some. But when it comes to a compound eye, it is an eye made up of many, many lenses. If you are using the Nat Theo Club activity guide for this episode, you can scan a QR code to see an interactive image of a fly's compound eye. And if you would like to get access to our full activity guides that go along with each podcast episode, you can learn more and join the Nat Theo Club at the link in today's show notes. On that note, we also have a free coloring page you can print to go along with this episode. You can download and print that at erinlinemcom slash natheo17 or at the link in today's show notes. Put simply, a compound eye is a larger eye made up of many tiny lenses, like tiny individual eyes. And get this. Most insects have compound eyes. In fact, a dragonfly may have up to 30,000 tiny eyes or lenses inside one of its compound eyes. So when you look at a dragonfly flying around your backyard or around the pond and you see those two big bulgy eyes on top of its head, those are made up of thousands of lenses. Those tiny eyes or lenses are actually called facets or amatidia. We could dive deeper into that, but for now, to keep it simple, what we should know is this. The dragonfly's eyes have different types of light receptors than we do. This means they can actually see more colors than we can. Can you imagine I am so excited to be in God's new creation one day when this broken world is done and he makes everything new. And I believe, listener, that we will see even more brilliant colors than we can now. Why do you think God designed flies and many insects with compound eyes? Well, one reason is for protection. Have you ever heard the term peripheral vision? Peripheral vision is what we can see to our right, left, up or down without moving our heads. Here, let's try this out. I want you to look at something that's not moving. Maybe it's a picture on the wall, a chair across the room, or a lamp. Turn your body to face it directly. Or instead, you could even hold your hand steady in front of your face. Now, without moving your head at all, what can you see to the very left or right sides of your vision? It might be blurry, but you can probably see enough to have an idea of what is there. This is your peripheral vision what you can see to the top or bottom or left or right of what you are looking at. When you get older and take a test to get a driver's license, one thing they will do is test your peripheral vision. 
because it's important when you're driving a car to be able to see to your sides and notice if there's a deer approaching to cross the road or another car coming toward you. Insects like flies that have compound eyes have excellent peripheral vision. Because of their larger eyes made up of many tiny lenses, they can see a very wide range around their heads. So one, they know if danger is approaching from another direction, and two, they are also able to see and find and locate more food. Okay, let's move on to a simpler yet fascinating creature eye, a snake's eye. Have you ever seen a snake wearing glasses? Probably not because a snake's glasses are not like the glasses that you might wear or a friend or family member might wear. If you look at a snake's face, you might notice that they don't have eyelids like we do. Our eyelids, which open and close as we blink, help protect our eyes and keep them clean. But just because a snake doesn't have eyelids doesn't mean that his eyes are unprotected or super dirty. Think about it. Snakes slither around on the dirt and through branches and sticks and bushes and tall grass all day. They need eye protection as much as any construction worker might need eye protection. So God designed snakes with special clear scales that cover their eyes. These special scales are called eye caps or spectacles. Have you ever seen a snake's shed skin? or come across one while hiking? Snakes shed their skin regularly, and when they shed their skin, the special eye caps often shed off as well and are replaced with new, fresh, clean eye caps. It's kind of like when a pair of my sunglasses get really scratched up and I need to replace them with new sunglasses so I can see through them clearly. This is a very cool way that God created snakes with the ability to protect their eyes. If you find or see a snake's shed skin, look to see if you can find the eye caps that protected its eyes. Let's look at one more fascinating creature eye, the chameleon. But first, can you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this episode and the Nat Theo podcast, can you help us share it with more families? Here are two ways you can help. One, rate and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. And two, share this episode with a friend. Think of a friend right now who might enjoy this lesson and ask your parent or caregiver to text the link to that family. Thanks so much for listening and sharing, Nat Theo. Okay, so have you ever seen a chameleon look two different directions at once? Don't you wish that you could do that when you were playing the seeker during hide and seek? Of course, you probably shouldn't be peeking at all, but sometimes this skill might come in handy to be able to look two directions at once. I have a lot of mama friends who are used to keeping an eye on little ones running around the playground, and I know they would love to keep two eyes on two different little ones at once. On episode 14, we learned all about how chameleons change the color of their skin. But certainly, their eyes are another characteristic that fascinates us. 
This is because chameleons can move their eyes independently of each other, meaning that they can look two directions at the same time. Do you think when a chameleon does this, that its eyes are working together? Do you think that one eye knows what the other is seeing? This has long been a question that scientists were asking. And recent research has shed some light and shown that a chameleon's eyes do work together. It's kind of like a game of follow the leader. You see, if there are two targets in front of a chameleon, let's say it's facing a wall and there are two insects on the wall and it's having a really hard time deciding which insect it wants for lunch, it can set each eye on each insect, even if those insects are moving away from each other. Think about our eyes. When we look at something, both of our eyes are working together and looking at that thing together. But the chameleon can look at both insects at once. And eventually that chameleon needs to make a decision. And so it will decide on one of those insects and the other eye that is looking at the other insect will look away and join the first eye. And then the chameleon can fully focus on catching that insect for lunch. If you want to see this in action and learn more about chameleon eye research, because you guys, it's really fascinating, I will link to a helpful video in the show notes so you can learn more. All right, so we explored the fascinating eyes of insects and animals, but what about our eyes? We began this episode thinking about how our eyes work hard from the moment we wake up until when we go to sleep. But we don't often think about this throughout our day. It's an automated process. Our eyes work busily to take in the world around us and then work with our brain to understand and use that information. Do you know what your five senses are? One is sight, which we are talking about right now with our eyes, but then we also have our senses of smell, taste, touch, and hearing. In order to take in information through our five senses, God has given us an incredible sensory system. Do you know what a sensory receptor is? Our sensory receptors are like a huge communication system in our bodies that help us sense what is happening around us in our world and then send that information to our brains. Well, it's estimated that inside your body, you have around 11 million sensory receptors. That is a lot. And get this, out of those 11 million, 10 million of them, almost all of them are dedicated to sight. It ends up that our eyes are pretty complex designs as well. In the way that God designed our eyes so that we can see his beautiful world and in what he says about eyes and sight in his word, the Bible, we can understand that sight is very important. You see, through our eyes, we take in so much of the world around us. Think about how you feel when you see an adorable 
puppy? What about when you see a beautiful rainbow after a storm? Maybe you see it and you're filled with awe and wonder. How do you feel when you see your friend crying after they fell on their bike? There's sadness, right? What about how do you feel when you see wrapped up gifts on your birthday? Excitement? What we see affects how we feel. And sometimes those feelings can help us understand whether what we are seeing is good or bad. Listen to Matthew 6 verses 22 to 23. The eye is a light for the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. What does this verse mean? It means that our eyes let either light or darkness into our hearts and minds. And we're not simply talking about the light of a lamp or a dark room. In the Bible, light means everything good, beautiful, and true. And darkness often represents what is evil, sinful, and harmful. So when we look at good, beautiful, and true things, like God's word, the Bible, and his amazing created world, our hearts and minds are filled with his goodness and truth. But the opposite is also true. If we look at things that are evil, sinful, or harmful, that lets darkness into our hearts and minds. This is why it is so important that we protect our eyes and we are careful about what we are looking at. Psalm 119.37 says, Keep me from looking at worthless things. Let me live by your word. Let's look closer at this verse. What do you think worthless things are? This verse was originally written in the Hebrew language, and the word that we interpret as worthless means false, lies, destruction, and empty. Listener, God wants us to turn our eyes away from things that are lies, false, deceptive, and harmful, or just empty and worthless. And I love how this verse ends with this. Let me live by your word. That's the Bible. Because listener, this is key. This is how we know what to look at and what not to look at. God's word tells us. His word tells us everything that is good and beautiful and true. If you ever see something, maybe on the internet or a friend's phone or at school or in a book or anywhere else that makes you feel afraid or uncertain, bad, or just icky, tell your parent or a safe adult. Remember, this world is broken by sin. And because of that, there are bad things to see in the world. And you might see them by accident. That is not your fault. And you shouldn't be afraid of being punished. Instead, a safe adult will help you understand what you saw and how to protect yourself and other kids from seeing harmful things. Remember, protecting our eyes is a powerful way to guard our hearts and our minds. And the best way to protect our eyes is to focus on everything good, every good and beautiful gift that God gives us.
You see, you can be like a chameleon, chasing down and tracking with one eye things that are good, beautiful, and true. And when you notice those things, like a chameleon turning its second eye to follow the first, you can focus all your attention on those things. Proverbs 4.25 says this, Keep your eyes focused on what is right and look straight ahead to what is good. Listener, we cannot do this on our own, but we can with God. Just as God designed the eyes of insects, snakes, and chameleons to be strong, healthy, and helpful, He wants good things for our eyes and what we see. You can pray and ask God to help you turn your eyes away from anything bad or harmful and to keep your eyes fixed on His goodness, love, and truth. Do you remember our trivia question? What animal can see the furthest? The gold medal for furthest vision goes to the eagle. An eagle can see about eight times further than we can. This means that if an eagle was sitting perched on top of a 10-story building, it could look down to the sidewalk below and see an insect crawling across the cement or they can see a rabbit from about two miles away. That is pretty amazing eyesight. Here's a challenge for this week. Set your eyes on everything good, beautiful, and true while enjoying a nature walk. Take a journal or notebook and write or draw five things that are beautiful. Then sit and close your eyes for a few minutes. Enjoy nature through your other senses. You see, sometimes we can't fully enjoy one sense like sight, but we know that God gave us other ways to enjoy his beautiful world around us, and each of these senses are an incredible gift. And remember, if you enjoy this episode, please rate and review the Nat Theo podcast on Apple and share this episode with a friend. Hey listeners, did you know I have a new book? It's called Rooted in Wonder, Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation. I wrote it for your parent or caregiver to inspire and equip them in taking you outside and connecting with God in creation. Rooted in Wonder is full of fun activities you can do as a family to explore God's wild and wonderful world. Pick up a copy on Amazon, my website, erinlinum.com, or wherever you purchase books.